hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome, welcome back to the XX Mormon podcast. Uh, I am Elder Jackson. Once again, I am going to do the conducting of this meeting. Of course, up here on the stand, we have presiding Bishop Jensen, and of course, uh, Counselor Davis is joining us from the stake. I'm starting to get the feeling that the stake is worried about us. Always sending a high counselor Hi, here to check up on us. But alas, I'm going to start off today with a spiritual thought. Um, and that is about bringing, bringing people back. And the way that you bring people back is through subtle invitations and kind thoughts. So I just want to share uh, this text I got from uh, my stepmother. And it says, your uncle is in the hospital with COVID and pneumonia. Please pray for him. We will be having a family fast for him on Sunday. And this got me thinking, wow, I should come back to Jesus, shouldn't I? Um, I'm curious. I want to open it up to the floor before I share how I responded to this. Because uh, I think I dealt with it pretty well. I was pretty confused. You know, I was like, you know, what do I, what do I say? How would uh, being my, you know, ecclesiastical leaders, how would you have responded I counselor Davis, I'll defer this to the stake. <laughs> well, as you read in the handbook about dealing with communications with those that have left the church, you want to um, build a relationship of trust with them because they are your assignment. And it's important that you bring them back to church and that your sole purpose of your interactions is to bring them back to church. Don't worry about a true um, relationship of trust, but rather something that you can leverage. So you can either prove them wrong and make them feel the spirit. So they come back to church. But I don't know how I would have responded to that. I think I would have said, you know, thanks. Stepmom. Do you call her stepmom? Do you call her Judy or whatever her name <laughs> I is? I call her by her name. We can call her Judy for this. Judy. Thanks, Judy. You know, I, you know, I'm so sad that uncle Bruce is in the hospital. Um, my thoughts are with him and let me know if I can help with anything, but I'm not fasting, not for him. Okay. Okay. I, I, I like it. Uh, Bishop, what would you have said? I'm, I work in a very high friction business. It's a repair business. People are angry all the time. One thing that I'm trying, it's easy to just get in, get into it with people, but what I'm trying to learn to do a little bit more often is when a pro when appropriate, like diffuse situations with humor. And so these passive aggressive situations, I'm just thinking, cause I know I got the text from my mom, we're praying for you or whatever, something, something, can you say a prayer for whoever? And I, when I think back to it, cause my parents know me and they know my sense of humor and stuff like that. Best response I probably could have given would be, yes, I will give 10 prayers to Thor, 10 prayers to Odin, 40 prayers to Vishnu, and, and <laughs> that way we cover the whole blackjack table, mom, you know, and make some stupid joke about praying to multiple gods or something like that to just kind of, okay. And then mom knows where I'm at, but I haven't had to be blunt about it. I haven't had to be a <laughs> dick about it. I'm just I'm making a joke. Cause mom knows I'm a joker and she also knows I'm not a believer. And now she knows that her passive aggressive thing is, you know, you know, been disregarded. So, right. Right. Okay. Interesting. I like that. Um, but that like, I, my, 
I've been a joker in my family and my parents know me as a joker. And I, I'm a I, joker too. Right. But uh, Judy uh, doesn't like jokes. Right. Uh, so, and also somebody's in the hospital. So I don't know if I'd want yeah, to exa be exactly, so right? flippant. Like there's, there's a time and a place, but it's yeah. kind of. I do appreciate your humor though, Bishop. Thank you. It makes yeah. our uh, chastity conversations much more comfortable. Um, <laughs> well, once you drop your pants there, Elder, it's hard not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Well, you know, my son had a pink drink from Starbucks the other okay. day. <laughs> and I was like, nice, uh, nice drink there, son. You get it from your sister or something? I don't know. <laughs> and then he got really upset. And he was like, I'm leaving. And my daughter has pink uh, Crocs. And I'm like, okay, make sure you put on your pink shoes there before you go. <laughs> I had to do a lot of scenes. Anyways, you, sorry. That's that's what you call toxic masculinity. masculinity. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know. You've got some yeah. repentance to do me, there. Crucify me. Bishop. Um, I, I said, me and my son had a good chat about locker room talk and joking around and afterwards. And, and micro penises. And, and micro, yeah. So sometimes it just comes out. <laughs> the micro penis emerges sometimes. Okay. Anyways, I love it. <laughs> okay. okay, so uh, what I said, actually, Counselor Davis was really close. I said, thank you for letting me know, hoping for his speedy recovery. I think I, I think I dealt with that pretty well, right? Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, this is news. Good to know. Uh, you know, might be a little bit concerned. Thank you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, no problem. I did, uh, you mentioned that you got text saying like, oh, we're praying for you and stuff like that. Um, I made it very clear when I left. I was like, you're probably going to pray for me. Please don't tell me that you're praying for me because I don't care. Like I was very like, I know you're going to pray for me. I know that's part of your culture. But to me, when I hear I'm praying for you, I hear I'm talking to my pillow about your life, you know, and I'm like, that's weird to me, you know? So I did, you know, say, <laughs> I made that clear. Uh, and then there is a little bit of, I don't know what it is. When I told my dad, he, he said, oh, so you're just going through the motions. And that was like, <laughs> like, do you think I'm just bored in my calling kind of thing? So I think there's still like a little bit of, you know, checking in. So he texted me and he said, I assume you don't want to come do baptisms. Just like checking in, you know, because <laughs> uh, he, uh, my great grandmother died a year ago. So they're going to go do her work. Mm. And um, he like messaged the family group chat saying that. And, and he then he texted me this privately and this was like way harder to think of like, how do I respond? Because I was thinking like, do I tell him I cut up my temple recommend? You know, do I tell him that I don't consider myself Mormon anymore? You know, uh, and just to like make it clear, be like, you don't have to like ask me or like check in on that stuff. I don't know. What, what are you guys' thoughts? You know, 
I'm in a group chat with my siblings and my parents as well. And uh, I have nieces and nephews that are getting baptized, you know, waiting for mission calls and all that stuff. And every once in a while, we'll get a picture of like, oh, so-and-so was baptized. Everyone's like, yay. And I'm just like, woohoo. Um, and it's, and it's kind of, it's hard to, you know, I'm excited for my nephew who's going on a mission. Mm-hmm. Actually, not, not really. Cause a COVID mission would be terrible. Oh, it'd mm-hmm. suck. Um, but like, I'm excited cause he's coming to an age where like my mission was, was very good for me. Like it helped me learn about myself and yada, yada. And it's, it's a big stepping stone for, you know, a teenager to kind of go out on their own for two years. Um, but yeah, no, I, I feel I don't get those kind of questions, but I kind of feel awkward in, in not being, you know, being the only one that's not responding in a positive way mm-hmm. to these announcements and pictures. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah. you know, I don't get a lot of passive aggressive text messages. I get told on the phone by my father that I'm being led away by Satan on the regular. But other than that, that's, that's about it. All the, all the discussions with my older siblings have kind of stopped. They, hmm. they realize that I'm pretty entrenched and not, this isn't going to be a, an easy pull out of the mud type deal. Right, right, right. Interesting. What about you, Bishop? I got invited to help out with the food drive um, last year. Mm-hmm. And the guy who invited me is a friend of mine who's still active in the church, but I, I phoned him like with the, sometimes when you get the awkward invitation, I'm like, I'm not dealing with this over text. I just picked up the phone. I said, Hey, how's it going? He's like, great. I'm like, Hey, got your text message here. Um, I think what you're trying to say is the words full of deadbeats and you're calling out all the ringers who are dependable, who are still dependable, even though they're not in the church anymore. And he got a little offended by that, but I was like, I was roasting him a bit because I was just like, look, yeah. I'll come help out with the church's food drive, but I'm really surprised that you're calling me because what about the 25 other guys who show up every week? Mm-hmm. Well, I've just been asked to get 10 people. I'm like, yeah, you got like 25 elders in the quorum who show up. Why are you calling me? Is it because they're all unreliable? You can say, Andrew, everybody at church is a deadbeat and I need to ask you to come help. And then I'd happily come help. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would have taken that just as an invitation for community service. Uh, yeah, but it's like like going back to the passive aggression. It's like, why me? Right. Why right, me? Right. Like me and this guy are friends, but we don't hang out regularly. And I say, especially because of COVID, we're not, we hang out even less regularly, right? Right. And so it was kind of like an out of the blue text message to help. And so it's like, okay, what about all the other idiots? And sure enough, I show up to this food bank and it's poorly organized this food drive and they're trying to box everything. And I'm putting the assembly line together and get, okay, I need three people over here. You guys are, uh, you guys are emptying bags. You guys, I'm organizing crap. And I'm like, where the heck? I don't even go here. (laughs) Right. I can't do this anymore. This is why I stopped going to church service activities is because it is like, it's not just that it's like, Oh, well, you know, we're just a bunch of volunteers. It is like the magnitude of apathy and incompetence is just staggering. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Because everybody's forced to do all these service projects that they don't care about. And it shows. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I would have, if it was like a friend, I would have responded with a little bit more jeering too. you know, like if I, if I knew them, if it was my dad, I wouldn't do that. Right. But, um, I just responded when my dad was like, I assume you don't want to come do baptisms. I just said, 
that's correct. That's how I respond. I was like, what else do I say? You know, like yeah, yeah. bingo, bingo, like <laughs> spot on, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was, I was like, I don't know <laughs> to respond. So I like, that was the hardest one to think about. I was like, um, yes, <laughs> like, yeah. And I think in my family group chat, when he brought it up, um, I was, I just like kind of changed it. I said, oh, well, since great grandma died during COVID, it would be great if this fall when things are opened up, we can do a bit of like a memorial service for her. You know, like I changed the subject mm -hmm. from being like a church focus on her to being like, hey, can we just like remember the person, you know, and, and, uh, and talk about her. So I don't know. That's how I've responded to to the text those are really the only you know ones that i've that i've gotten do you guys have any other experiences with that uh we uh my wife and i get obligate obligatory um, obligatory yeah obligatory thank you english is my first language <laughs> uh, text messages from from uh our our I don't, I, we left the church when they were still doing home teachers. So like my ministers, our ministers I guess. Um, and they are from South America somewhere, but they've been living up here for like a decade. But the guy decided to text me in Spanish. Cause I guess it must've been told, you know, he must've been told that I went Spanish speaking on my mission. And so he starts texting me in Spanish and I have no idea who this guy is. He didn't even say like, hey, I'm from the church. He's just like, hey, you know, how's it going? I want to meet up. We want to like connect and stuff. I'm like, who is this? It's like, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're new to the ward, which was true. Um, but like the way he went around it is like, you know, trying to make some friends, get to know everyone. And then I find out that he's my minister. And then I get this like text message every couple of weeks on Sunday. So he's going through his, you know, his um, inventory of his religious duties that he has to do and I'm on his list. And so he sends me a text message to see how I'm doing. So I've just stopped responding to him. And then his wife texts my, my wife, you know, in Spanish. Cause Jessica knows a little bit of Spanish as well. Oops. That's my wife's name. <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, who the hell is this? And like, it was, it's just, yeah, really like forced, very inauthentic, very, yeah. you know, makes gets gets my backup for sure yeah that's weird i haven't my records are still in rexburg and uh <laughs> nobody's contacted me which is pretty typical for rexburg um but i uh that's why i'm gonna have my records removed is just so that i don't get those inauthentic things you know like the people the people who do contact me probably do actually care about me because they have my number and we're already in contact, right? We're already friends. And if they say something about the church, it's not coming from, oh, this is my responsibility. It's probably coming from a place where, you know, it's not true, but it's like to them it is, right? It's like when you share your favorite TV show with somebody. Oh, you've got to watch this show. <laughs> but it only plays on Sunday. And it's The Walking Dead, and it yeah, it's, and it sucks. That's not Sabbath. That's not Sabbath worthy. But we'll we'll PVR it and we'll watch it. Watch on it Monday, Monday because we'll, that's yeah. okay. And we'll watch it on VidAngel. 
to take out any of the swearing and stuff. <laughs> Angel. Yeah. Yeah. The, yes. the 45 minute episode is then turned into like a three minute and it, intro yeah. and outro <laughs> for, for the show. Um, my wife has a passive, my wife has a, a few stories about one, like her passive aggressive ministering sister. The thing that's interesting about this is that my, my wife and I'd say her whole family are like, this is that they're very much like their friends are like their family. Like they take friendship and loyalty and those kinds of things like very, very seriously. And so when people end up not having genuine intentions, it hurts them. I'd say at least my wife, it hurts her a lot. So there's a lady in the ward who is kind of like a little bit weird or whatever, but my wife had kind of been become friends with her and, and would just say, do you know what? I think she's just a bit misunderstood and I like her a lot. And I, I wish people give her a chance and stuff like that. And then my wife found out that this person was her ministering sister. And then when we stopped going to church, it became a lot more ministering and a lot less friends. Mm. And my wife was really, really upset. I think just by the, were we even friends the whole time? Mm-hmm. Like the whole time it, 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 that part was really upset. And now she still gets like weird, passive aggressive invitations. One time, like this, this woman got her motorcycle license and just showed up at her house and was like, I want to take you for a motorcycle ride. And Ashley's like, sorry, my wife's like, that's a little dykey. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what, what don't you want to go? She's like, no, I don't want to go for a motor. And this woman's like standing at our house for like 15 minutes trying to get my wife to go on a motorcycle ride that my wife doesn't want to go on. But like, do you know what I, whereas if she would just be the same normal friend that she was being before she was the ministering sister, they'd probably still be friends. Right. Right. Riding a motorcycle. Riding. <laughs> yeah. Going for, going that, for a bike ride. That is the weirdest. That is the weirdest thing. That is like so weird. I, well, I think they like make, but they do that intentionally when somebody yeah. leaves, they're like, Oh, you be the minister. You know, like, you know them, right? And yeah, some people yeah. then, you know, like, if if they were like, oh, you know, Elder Jackson, uh, can you be, can you be uh, so-and-so's minister because, you know, he's, he's struggling and you're friends with him. I'd be like, are you just using my friendship to, like, get to this guy who's happily living his life? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it seems cheap, Right. And MLM, so, man. Sorry. Yeah. It like it the MLM. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kinda it's it's like yeah, when you either. join an the MLM, they're like contact all your friends. All your friends. Wouldn't your friends want to know about this? Think yeah. they can be financially independent. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. MLMs, man. They are um something something else you have you have mormons who fall for mlms and you have the mormons who don't but still don't realize that like mormonism is its own mlm Um, mlm the similarities are too yeah 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 we've done an episode on that uh way back way back way back when sometime at some point we've talked about that i know like i think one thing that i guess is upsetting for me on that is that i would be a dutiful home teacher and there was some some people you'd awkwardly make friends with and just kind of stay awkward friends with. Mm-hmm. But then there were some people where, yeah, it starts out as an assignment, but I mean, there's 300 people in this world. I, I don't have time to meet everybody, but now that we've been, Oh, wow. We found out we're actually great friends. And then we, even when I wasn't their home teacher, I stayed friends. So even though I was assigned to do it, I was always just genuine. 
And if we were genuinely friends, we genuinely stayed friends. And if we were awkwardly friends, we awkwardly stayed friends. But it wasn't like, oh, you're not my home teaching assignment anymore. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Or you are my home teaching assignment. I'm going out of my way to do more than the monthly visit to excessively be your friend, right? So then when people come around and do that and they're very disingenuous, it's like, what the hell? Yeah. Or they come fishing for family gossip. That was what I got a bit when my wife stopped going before I did was a lot of like, so tell me about your, uh, where's your wife at with church and stuff? And how are you dealing with that? And how Mm. does that feel? And what kinds of things are you doing to bring your wife back into the fold? And like, it's like, dude, we barely know each other. And I'm not fucking talking about my wife would divorce me if she knew we were having this conversation, like just stop. Right. Yeah. 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 I think there's like a weird thing to pry into people's personal lives. Yes. You know, yeah. like I remember serving in an elders quorum presidency and we were always told like, make sure you like go to their home, make sure you're like in their home and see what the living conditions are like. And it just felt like weird, like an investigation, you know, it's like, why can't I like just be their friend? And if I happen, you know, to end up in their home and see they're not doing so great, well, I'm their friend, mm-hmm. you know, that like I'll be there for them. Right. And, uh, yeah, I just, it always felt so, so weird, especially <laughs> like, yeah. And you'd never do your, your home teaching when, uh, <laughs> you weren't like friends with the person. At least I wouldn't, I'd be like, I don't know them. Like, why am I going right. to go? <laughs> I just like, like I was also in that, like my dad's just kind of a genuine gregarious kind of guy. And he just would, well, you know, so he was my companion when I was 14 or whatever. It was like, okay, son, we're going to go see old Mr. Joe and old Miss Sue. And we'd just be friends with them and show up at their house and phone them or whatever. And he'd be like, okay, son, it's your turn to phone these old people. That's just the way it was for me. It was mm-hmm. like, you just be yourself and phone people and go visit them and read them the message and talk about, business or whatever yeah. your job and they'll ask you about your mission and then you go see the next family and that's it you yeah know? yeah like, I, it's not like i i actually really enjoyed home teaching when i was 14 going yeah. and seeing like the old people in the ward with my stepdad and uh yeah because a lot of the time it was just like a casual chat yeah you know but then suddenly in the ysa ward they're I don't know. The, and the ward that I was in was particular to this because it had a real same 10 people problem. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, you got extra heapings of expectation and responsibility if you were showing up to things. And so right. it was just weird. Counselor Davis, you've been silent. Yeah, fixing my uh, headphones. Um, I love, like I loved home teaching like so much. And mm-hmm. some of the um, I guess, uh, faithful stories that I brought somebody back from complete inactivity. There was kind of two, two stories that I can share, but I was, I was genuine with both of them and both of them I'm still in contact with today. And it was really hard telling one of them that I don't go to church anymore because she was, you know, I was her, her friend through like the whole transition back into church. I was, you know, the one person that was, stable for her. Um, and so it was hard to, 
tell her um, about that. And now she's she's super rock solid in the church and and whatnot. Um, but no, it's 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 really it's really hard to. It's not really hard, but we're not necessarily taught how to be genuine friends in the church. Mm-hmm. It's all assignments and, you know, getting, doing your duties and like getting a hundred percent on your home teaching or visiting teaching or whatever. And what's the deal with like visiting teaching? All you need to do is like contact them. And that counts. I was like, mm-hmm. so mad about that. I'm like, that's not visiting teaching. Well, it's, it was interesting when I was younger, when I was like Cub Scout age, I remember we do all these bottle drives. And then I found out that, the young women got part of our bottle drive money. Right. And I was pissed. Wait, you did and, fundraising for scouts. Yeah. This was like, this was in the nineties, right? Oh, wow. Back when the church used to be fun and stuff. Um, <laughs> but, but I was really ticked because you hear all these messages about equality and gender equality at school and on TV. And then you come to church and it's why the hell am I taking care of the girls? Can't they do their own bottle drive? They're empowered and stuff. <laughs> Like they're making, why am but they're I, making pies for their activity while you guys go <laughs> camping or whatever. Right. But I, like, I was really ticked. I was like, no, I'm like getting up. I'm missing power Rangers to deliver <laughs> flyers and pick up pop bottles and stuff. And this is ruining my Saturday morning cartoons. And the girls are just piggybacking off. Like this is no equality of the sexes guys. If they're not taking out the flyers, they're not getting the money. This is the so real reason. This is our responsibility. It's, in your preparation for being a priesthood holder to take care of the women and blah, 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 blah. Are we, if we're going to stick on the Spain, what drove me <laughs> nuts was that with the YSA potlucks, the women got to go first all the time. Right. And by the time the men got through for the potlucks, there was just garbage left. Like I don't <laughs> want macaroni salad. And I know I brought that, but I don't want to <laughs> eat want that. It. That's why you brought yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, and all the all, the, you, all I, the women are drinking the chocolate milk and eating like the burritos and like the pieces of steak, and I'm just like eating my freaking pasta salad with like nacho <laughs> chips. I'm like, this is so stupid. Every single week we do this. You it know, needs to change. I was I like, just ate before I came to potlucks. <laughs> yeah, I, and I would bring Seven Up or and, and chocolate milk, and people would be like, "Who's the douche?" One person, like the family home evening mom, would be like, "Who's the douche?" who only brings beverages, but then everybody else would be like, I'm so glad there's something other than water to drink. Like you are, thank you. You are welcome. Here's my manna from heaven. Right. Like the chocolate milk was like gone all the yeah. time. Oh, like, yeah. It was a hot yeah. commodity. Yes. Do you know? So when I, my first YSA ward uh, was, we had some like wealthier seniors, like empty nesters called to be in the ward. And so our break the fasts, we didn't have to bring anything like the budget was basically unlimited and they made like super, super, super good food. And there was always extras. Like I would go home with food for the week. And, and so like I, I had it good. So I had no problem letting the women in the ward go first because I knew there was going to be some left over. And then, uh, and then I moved to the YSA ward that I believe you were both in. I moved there, and when I moved to that ward, they uh, they didn't do ladies first. It was actually just, yeah, you get out of Sunday school first, you're you're first, and uh, and it was actually a meal after after every after every church meeting. It wasn't just on Sundays, and so we got like a lot of food, 
and uh yeah it was um it was very <laughs> very nice and it was just first come first serve so you guys got wow. ripped off well church we is did. strange Holy on smokes. that one letting yeah. letting the men go first i know yeah. that is that is heretical I was actually pretty offended by it when I first moved in. <laughs> I was like, "How, how rude! You should, you should let the ladies go first, and then eventually." That's I was like, "Well, whatever. Does. It's food. <laughs> Everybody gets a piece." Like, yeah. While we're on this concept of priesthood and priesthood duty and stuff like that, like that egalitarian feeling that I had when I was a Cub Scout, that stayed with me like my whole life. So even like I resented the, this is your priesthood responsibility and male gender role. And even since we've been married, because there's a bit that my wife has in, in her mind, men's work and women's work. Mm -hmm. Right. So she's like, go cut the grass. And I'm like, babe, I hate cutting the grass. <laughs> I'm at work all day. Why don't you cut the grass? Cause that's man's work. I'm like, it is not very physical. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a lot stronger than you. So like, how is this men's work? So we get into logger cause I've just got this idea uh, I, anyway, of just like, there is no, there is no men's work or women's work. It's just work. Right. We just split it up and we do it. Right. And, and I hate this pushback that like you, I've got to do all the, the grunt work. Cause I'm the guy, I'm the pack horse. Right. And, and priesthood responsibilities. And even like when we were active and we'd have family come over to our house, they'd like, look at me to ask somebody to say the prayer. I'd be like, I hate doing this stuff. And I just look at my wife. I'd be like, honey, like, do you, <laughs> you like taking charge of stuff? Just take charge of this. And it was kind of like, oh, there's a priesthood deficiency in the oh. <laughs> And I was like, I hate doing this awkward like thing that I have to do because I was born with a penis. And now I you... have to like conduct affairs when when people come over to my house for dinner. I just want to eat. Can somebody else pick the person? You are so right? hard done by, Bishop. I'm not like, I'm not trying. I'm just saying like, well, <laughs> the gender no, but, roles that you get entrenched into it's not yeah. like men are all just like having a party right like it 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 sucks for both sides it like they should tear that whole system down for good reason yeah not just because women want power but because men are don't always want to <laughs> well it's just like i don't want to do this thing right maybe i don't want to have the priesthood maybe i don't want to pass the sacrament maybe i just want to show up play solitaire on my phone right like <laughs> And there's a bunch of women who want to pass the sacrament. Let them pass it. Then Amen. they can find out how boring it is and they won't want to do it either. Let's go back to church and change it. <laughs> okay. Sorry, or, rant or over. Ordain women. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think it, yeah, it causes a lot of problems. Um, but yeah, I like where this conversation's gone. Um just everywhere <laughs> yeah we talked about everything it didn't uh didn't our number one biggest fan uh say that that's what she enjoyed most too was when was we the just conversation talked. when we just talked yeah. And, yeah yeah that's her favorite part so yeah you have a number one fan uh, my doesn't know about this just my wife has actually listened to every episode oh, and yeah. yeah and she said i like it more when you guys just talk and less when you she hated the Pharisee episode because we got a little technical on <laughs> biblical stuff, right? And she's like, I like when you guys just have a conversation. So, yeah. and she likes I, it when I talk less. So, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think, you know, still trying to figure out who this 
podcast is for, but I think it's for like for us, like specifically us, because we're kind of unpacking, but I think hopefully there's people that have left the church or are transitioning out and they find, you know, some sort of, um, uh, narrative that they can relate to and like, just know it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And it's okay to poke fun at, you know, things that you used to deem sacred or secret or whatever. And, um, yeah, and it's okay. And we're just real people. You know, we had, we had callings. We like were shouldering the load. We were lifting where we were standing and all that good stuff. And we're still the same people and we can still have really fun, hopeful lives when, when we're out, despite the passive aggressive text messages from loved ones and ministers. Uh, yeah. Amen. Uh, Amen. I just, Amen. I just uh, want Amen. everybody to know I'll, I'll be praying for them. I, I appreciate every single listener that we have. And every night as I kneel down beside my bed, I say a prayer to all the gods uh, for, uh, for your continued blessings and listenership. That is right. <laughs> <laughs> am i getting paid for this what is wanted <laughs> oh, that will do I don't know. That, that i always and it was done i always felt so offended did you know he says thank you now who uh, the Hello, him like peter or whatever yeah yeah says whoever the voice is like when you do it right instead of you know how he used to say uh because they changed it like a year and a half ago and uh, I went like a couple times after getting home because my family was going and I wasn't out yet. And uh, I went and they changed it from that will do to thank you. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's a nice change. <laughs> I wanted to see the new movies. I'm kind of torn that I the new one well, sucks. It's, it's, it's a PowerPoint slide. Yeah. Like they do that's, a PowerPoint thing yes. with like this weird uh like they do like a parallax thing to make it look like it's kind of moving but it's just it's just the pictures just blended together and like uh taken apart in illustrator and animated a bit that's all they and did they, i was and i was told that eve was like so much more like passionate oh maybe passion. they maybe they made a new one more recently i'm talking about the changes they made for the beginning of 2020 Oh no, this was before that. There was a change there was a change in like 2016 or 2015 or something like that and it did have Eve like bawling her eyes out and oh. blah, 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 blah. But they've right? changed it again? Yeah, now it's yeah. just a PowerPoint slide. Yeah. It makes it easier, more accessible so you don't have to deal with like uh, you know, countries that leave the <laughs> overdubbing. <laughs> oh, maybe that too. Well, like subtitles and like then um yeah, no, what so when I was going there were four videos. Right? And uh there Gotta were catch them all. Yeah, there, there, <laughs> there, there were definitely a couple I liked. I liked more, more than others. Like there was one yeah. where this is so off topic. We could do like a whole episode on this sometime. But there, there was one where like Satan sits down beside Adam and is like, "You have a new world here," and Adam's like, Haha. and he just like pretends like he knows what Satan's talking about, and then. <laughs> And then he like slowly, you see it on his face. This guy's a great actor. You like see it on his face. He comes to the realization. He's like, what? And he like turns to Satan. He's like, what? Like, he's like, I don't know what you mean. And it was just really funny. It was entertaining. 
So, uh, yeah. Did you, Alex, did you go through the temple when they had the old, like, 1970s? There was, like, the operatic Satan. There was only, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was only yeah. one of those movies left where right. he was very operatic. And I just remember thinking, seeing, being like, Eve is kind of hot. And is she 100% naked behind that? Big- I I was totally like having inappropriate thoughts about yeah. Eve. Uh, yeah. Like, and I'm like, this also looks like a 1970s porno set. Like this is <laughs> really weird. And it's, it was weird because I'm like, I think those actors are naked. I think they might. How does the church justify this? No. So, okay. How, okay. Like, so I was like. Really, I think if I went through when I was younger, I would have been offended by it. Like if I went through when I was 18 and went on a mission, I would have been offended because they weren't modest, right? Like I would have had a problem with that. Uh, But then because I went through when I was already Pimo, I was like, oh, whatever. And so then I was like curious. I was like, do they have them like on set naked? But you can see there are like a couple shots where you can see that there's like a bodysuit bodysuit on. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was kind of, I was also angry, but also conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> so because, this has been this um, is the best freaking church movie this ever. Is ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is this is our new uh, film review, uh, <laughs> super exclusive movie club uh, podcast. Uh, Counselor Davis, like when you were on your mission in the New Era, would you get copies of the New Era? Um. They have something different in in South America. I can't remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We get the the new era, and sometimes they'd have, like, a girl on the front. We're like, cover girl, boys. (laughs) She's wearing, like, a pantsuit. Like, (laughs) she may as well be wearing, like, an Eskimo jacket. And it's just, like, the least attractively dressed person in the world. And we're like, hey, (laughs) hanging it up on the wall and stuff. Like, cover girl, boys. (laughs) Like that was kind of the same thing with the temple it was like hello but also i don't is this right yeah exactly it's like yeah. you're trying to like monitor your thoughts well the one change that i noticed in the old movies they i guess one of the one of the apostles i think it was james had left the church or whatever and so they swapped out his head but the head that they put on him looks like the the clone from star wars from the clone wars that <laughs> They cloned everyone from, right? And I just remember thinking, I'm like, man, that guy's face looks like oddly familiar. I'm like, he's from the Clone Wars. What the heck? Anyways, they put Tamara Morrison in it. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. They should have like I did. uh, Me and some friends did. uh, This was like active members. We did a like a dream casting. For the temple video, temple? we talked about like our dream <laughs> dream cast. Who is Eve? I for, I forget. Everybody had had somebody different. We can do that on a on another episode. If Elizabeth we... Hurley. <laughs> I don't know who that is. It's dating, dating is myself blonde? a bit here. In yeah. one video, she's blonde. In one video, she's brunette. Right? No, but I'm saying like oh. in your in your mind, is Eve oh. blonde or brunette? In my woke mind, she is Lapita. New Nuango. Mm. Who's that? She's uh, she's a you know, African American actress. Yeah, <laughs> she's a she's a black woman. She does a lot of acting. She's super talented. <laughs> yeah, um, she is very talented. Adam and Eve were not black. Come How on, you, were you there? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said in my woke mind, it's now Lapita. How, how do I say it? 
that's how unwoke I am. I know. <laughs> Everybody knows who Lupita is, though. Yeah. Nyong'o. Nyong'o. Nyong'o, yeah. She's Kenyan-Mexican. That's cool. More showing how unwoke I am. Pulled up. She was born in Mexico City. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Well, uh... <laughs> it'd be her Viola Davis, right? And Idris Elba's obviously Adam. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this is uh, this has been this fun. Has digressed far enough, or yeah, this, yeah, this is the best. <laughs> You know, there were those conversations that you, you know, once the, the Sunday school class would end or priesthood class would end, and then you yeah. would hang back with somebody else and you guys would just, you know, talk about nonsense yeah. and that would be like more entertaining than the entire three hour block. I think right. we just, I think we just did We've that. achieved that. Yeah. 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 We're the, we're the third hour of, of church. Maybe we should rebrand. Third hour. Everybody As wants us to rebrand. I, I refuse. I refuse to rebrand. We are the XX Mormon podcast. And we tried we did a promotional that. post on the X Mormon subreddit. And they're like, if you're XX Mormon, why are you even posting here? What's your is this a troll account? Yeah. Just you like, guys did that? Oh yeah. yeah. Well Bishop Bishop did it. I did. Yeah. 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 It's all about the downloads. <laughs> what about <laughs> all the money we're making? By the way, yeah. I asked, do I get paid for this? Um yeah, we should re- rebrand to, to third hour block. Third hour. We should yeah. start but, requiring um, tithing from our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to make sure that this project continues, please contribute 10% of your income increase uh, to the XX Mormon podcast, please. We'll let you decide what increase means, but in case it's unclear, it's gross. <laughs> it's on gross. It's on gross. And it's on yeah. any Kijiji sales or Craigslist sales that you make. That's 10% of that as well, please. The gain when you sell your house also. Yeah. Unless it's your principal uh, residence, then, and then it's exempt. Because God follows tax laws. <laughs> <laughs> it's his uh, favorite subreddit is r slash yeah. tax tax. Tax, just tax. Yeah, is it and r r slash r slash tax. R slash like ask legal is also. <laughs> I'm sure he spends a lot of time there. <laughs> He's but, like, can I get away with this? Yeah. So, like, in your tax free savings account, are those gains tithingable? Absolutely no, it's not. Tax-free. <laughs> yeah, if you don't pay tax on it, then you don't pay tithing on it. That and makes you only sense. pay on your RSPs when you withdraw them. Yeah. That makes sense. So make sure you leave the church before you start withdrawing. So, so does that mean contributions to an RSP are tithing deductible? I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, as as ask a, an accountant, as a, new segment as a tax here. Preparer, ask an accountant. <laughs> as a tax preparer that has a lot of Mormon um, clients, yeah, uh, I get that question a lot. Like, what would you do, Counselor Davis, with tithing in this situation? I would not well, pay it. I don't go to church anymore, so keep it all to yourself. <laughs> uh, have you seen? Uh, have you seen or heard of active people stopping to pay tithing since the hundred and thirty billion dollar leak? I've heard about that. I don't know anybody who does. I've I have a couple. I have a couple clients that uh, that don't pay, and like they have to like confess to me. They're like, "Well, you'll notice that you know my tu- my my tuition, my donations aren't." that high i'm like cool cool don't tell me i don't need to know yeah. i'm just your accountant i'm not your bishop i am your high counselor though and i will take this to the stake president 
And uh, yeah, we will deactivate your temple recommend. <laughs> now that's all on barcodes. Can they do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can just go on and deactivate it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, losing the te my temple recommend, or not, I never lost it, but letting it expire was like the greatest day of my life. Yeah. I was like, this, they have no power anymore. Yeah. I can, I can still show up, say whatever I want, do whatever I want, and the consequences are all gone. Yeah. I can't make me do anything. It was just, uh, mine, just, mine expires in October of this year. But so you can still go? I've already, no, I've cut it up. I was like, I don't need this anymore. Wow. Yeah. You could have been deep in the enemy's council. Yeah. <laughs> what do you still have your temple clothes, uh, Bishop Jensen? And I guess uh, Elder Jackson? I gave them to the missionaries that rent my basement. Oh, I that's said good. I said, I know these are expensive and you might have a missionary from who can't afford them, so just make sure these find a good home. I uh, because, like I think I spent a hundred bucks on temple robes. Right. And oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're a, if there's a missionary comes from a impoverished family or whatever, I like, I don't want his religious obligation to be a financial burden. Like, find a good place for these. Hmm. I also gave him like my preach my gospel with all my notes. I was like, I'm never looking at this thing again. So take this. I still have my quad that uh, my parents bought me like a nice leather bound quad when I was 16. And I think for sentimental reasons, I'll never be rid of that but yeah i i kept my quad out of like a personal curiosity like i have this fascination with like the the person i used to be you know mm -hmm. like it's weird you know like i i always think of him as like a different individual so i like yeah. going through old journals and things that i've written and just looking at it as oh that's interesting you know this person like i look at past me as a totally different person so that's why i kept my my quad but my uh temple clothes i was not so righteous and kind and thoughtful uh i was you burned them no i was packing up i was less ceremonious i was packing up to leave rexburg for the last time i'll go back and visit people probably but you know leave living there for the last time and i uh was headed out on a walk and so i was like well and i picked up the little blue suitcase that they were in <laughs> and as i went out on the walk i walked around the back of my apartment building and i just chucked it sideways into the dumpster and just walked and just went on went on my way <laughs> i was like well that's over so cool <laughs> felt good <laughs> how about you how about you counselor davis oh we still have ours right but I want to use the the suitcases for my daughter's swim clothes. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad idea. They're not they're not like the hard ones that our grandparents used when they were mm -hmm. going to the temple, but they're a little like they're a little more a little more modern. Mm -hmm. Did, we we, uh, we used to go to the temple. We drive from Calgary to Carson. We go once a month when we were first married. And one time, some temple names fell out of my bag, and I think we just shoved them in the glove box or something. And then we sold that car and the people who bought it texted us back and they're like, we're going through the glove box. And we found these, uh, I don't, we don't even, it's on blue and pink paper. And we don't really know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah. We're like, ah, oh, just throw them away. <laughs> then they'll be forever lost in like. They were recorded. They were recorded, right? <laughs> I think I asked my dad. I was like, Dad, when you do uh, names at the temple, do they record it? And like, he's like, Oh yeah, it's on familysearch.org, oh, yeah. son. Do you want to come over and do some? I was like, No, just you're, you're down interesting down. situation. Selling a car. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to come Wait. over and do some family history? Family history. Yeah. Have I talked on the podcast about how like my high school girlfriend came over and my dad yeah. is <laughs> like talked about that on air and yeah, he's like, you what's your last name? Oh, that sounds uh, Welsh. She's like, how did you know? He's like, well, uh, was your dad named uh, and your grandpa was so, she's like, how do you know all this? He's like, well, let me show you family search. And I'm like, <laughs> that is screwed just, up, man. Just stop dad. Just stop. He's a passionate guy. He loves family history. He loves yeah. it. Yeah. I, I absolutely loathe um, family history lessons. I, I just, I just, I think that's so boring. The Mormon church makes it boring though. Like, I think there's so many fascinating stories, like learning about your ancestors. And I, I'm personally very interested in people and their life experiences and stuff. So that's, the stories are cool to me, but then the Mormon church like does it like, won't that be nice when the hearts of the fathers and the hearts of the sons and you can be together again? It's like, can we just talk about like the interesting experiences of the past and just like talk about it in a historical context rather than making it boring with this doctrine? You know, that's my take on it. My take, Counselor David, like for me, it's like this is boring clerical admin work. This is like bookkeeper work. And yeah. this is the the worst part of accounting. This is what the general public thinks accounting is, but isn't, right? And it's like, I don't want to do this. I didn't want to do it as a job. I certainly don't want to do it to redeem the dead, especially when the millennium is <laughs> going to come. And uh, like, I would rather do anything else than the worst part of my profession to redeem the dead. Yeah. Yeah. All the heathens well, we should be doing that clerical work. They're the ones who are going to be ministering angels and stuff, right? Yeah, I'm I'm sealed in the temple. I'm going straight to the top. Screw this. I don't need to do this family history. Uh, well, <laughs> is that as good a point as any to? Uh, yeah, say we've amen? gone we've gone all over the map all with this one. I I dig it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, Bishop, do you want to wrap us up? Just yeah. I, I bear my testimony here that uh, <laughs> the reality of the passive aggression in your family is real and unavoidable. Um, and, and that family history is the most boring work ever undertaken by any group of people to ever live. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.